0: The Big Light Presents
1: Hello, I'm Sean Macdonald, you're listening to Bletherd, and this is a special episode in association with MTV Catfish UK I'm joined by Matt Dean, a senior casting producer on Catfish UK, who has also worked in shows such as Geordie Shore and Made in Chelsea. Catfishing is the modern phenomenon of internet predators that fabricate online identities in order to trick people into emotional or romantic relationships over a long period of time. Matt and I discuss catfishing and the sharp rise in cases during lockdown and the ramifications on people affected I explain how I established the name, address and location of somebody in Ayrshire, Scotland who was doing it to me and we discuss other shows that Matt has worked on and how vital Aftercare is for all those that appear on reality TV plus the long-lasting impact that social media abuse can leave As always, there's plenty more chat throughout I hope you enjoy it, and if you do, feel free to share it, because it always helps. Cheers. Just a quick word, if you're working from home just now during the pandemic, maybe you're fighting with people in the house over Wi-Fi or space to work, you're finding that working home are merging into one and it's starting to drive you a bit mental. Have a wee look at clockwise, that's where I've got an office in Glasgow City Centre, I've been working here for just over a month now and it's been absolutely amazing uh, with how much it's helped me to focus and, and regain a wee bit of clarity. I've got an office, but there's also there's offices to rent. There's hot desks, very cheap each month. There's unlimited Wi-Fi, 24-hour access. If you've got a hot desk, you've got your own allocated desk and storage right in the middle of town, so it's easy to get to. And they're modern and comfortable offices as well. Get in touch with Clockwise via email and quote Sean McDonald blethered to them, and he'll talk you through what options are available. The links to that are available in the episode notes, or you can just Google them. Definitely worth a look. Cheers. Matt, thanks very much for taking the time to, to come and have a chat. Looking forward to asking a lot of questions, finding out a lot of things. Great, well I hope I can help. I'm sure you will be. I suppose and we'll go straight into it and what I'll do is, first of all, explain how you and I came to be to be chatting. So I'm sitting in Gatwick Airport on the way back from Italy and I got a message from a girl that I know, uh, Amy, and it was... I opened it and I knew what it was going to be because I saw the first like line of the message and it said somebody's using your photos on was it t- I think it was Tinder it might have been something else and I was like ah oh, here we go again magic so I just said right report to it if you don't mind and then when I left I had a message from Andrea one of your colleagues mentioning MTV Catfish <laughs> UK and I thought that is so so weird what are the chances um and it, it I won't go into what it was, it wasn't asked me to be on the show Long story short, we ended up having a conversation I said, oh funny that you send this at this time Because I've just received another message I'm going to be doing a podcast on it um, And then this came to pass So I, I suppose I'll let you take time to sort of explain What your role is, sort of what you're doing And then we'll talk about it Because you've had a lot of interesting experiences through Through lockdown working on this project
0: yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Sean. Um basically catfish, I'm sure for a lot of people they've heard of Catfish. They've heard of the brand. They know what it is. Yeah. Um it was uh it was a documentary film that was made in 2010 um by a guy called Meave. Um then it got bought by MTV. They made it in America, and I think I think it's been going for eight seasons now in America, so it's doing really well. And mm. and you know what they're like, you know, the series in America, they don't do sort of one or two episodes or three episodes like we might make over here it's you know it's a long series so they've made a load of episodes yeah um and obviously now we've brought it to the uk it's they've we've tried to do it before um in the uk they've tried to bring it over before it's 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 a difficult one to get people on board with um but maybe we'll mm-hmm. talk about that later why maybe british people don't tend to open up as much um but we're yeah yeah we 're confident we're really confident this time we're going to we're going to find people and and do you know what it's proving so far that we're getting a load of applications and people are interested in it, which is great
1: mm-hmm. yeah definitely would <clears throat> excuse me I would love to touch on that because uh, who, I can't remember who I was listening to now somebody I was listening to a podcast and we've seen the difference between the sort of British mentality and the American mentality is that every American you meet has always got a story that they want to tell they want to tell you your story sorry, their story sort of about their whole life and it's more of a sort of I don't know, a movie in their heads whereas the British mentality is very much oh that's quite embarrassing because you know that, it can be quite embarrassing it's very personal Um, it's opening up in a lot so in terms of of your role within you know what you're doing are you are you're trying to get people to apply are you speaking to people who are in the process like talk me through that because that is a very interesting yeah, so,
0: so i'm one of the so my role on the show is, is i'm one of the casting producers um the way the team the way the teams are kind of split generally on shows like this is you have a casting producer then you have the assistant producers and researchers um and we're we're in charge of just getting people to apply for the show and you'd think it was kind of easy because catfish is It's such a well-known brand and you put a few flyers out there and all of a sudden click our fingers and you've got a thousand applicants and off we go. But TV doesn't really work like that anymore. I'm sure Love Island are inundated with applications um, because it's so well publicized. But for most shows, really, Mm -hmm. you're having to do a bit of legwork because you've got to get you got to get the flyer in front of as many people as possible. So what we're doing really now is just spreading the word. Um, you know, speaking to you is great. You know, on a podcast like this because we know that people are going to be engaged with this subject. Um, but we also reach out to you know football clubs, rugby clubs, you know gyms, um, knitting groups. Honestly, we'll, we'll put the flyer and, and the word out because with something like this, it can affect anyone. It could be. It could be your uncle, it could be your nephew, it could be anyone who's had this kind of experience. So we just really want to spread the word as wide as possible.
1: Have you ever had any experience with somebody either doing that or somebody close to you having it done?
0: Um, the The only experience that I've had with it is it, never personally, to be honest. I'm not really, I, I'm not online that much. So I, that's probably why. Mm-hmm. Um but I know from like a friend of my mum's who's had an experience where somebody tried to um, ask her for money and she actually sent money to someone. Um, mm. th- those kinds of stories we'll try and avoid a little bit on the show um, because they have, you know, there can be a criminal element to it. And, you know, you don't want to go too mm-hmm. far down that route because that's not really what the show's about. Um, but obviously that that exists and it's good to have, you know, to put the show out there because it will hopefully allow people who've had those kind of experiences to, to open up about it and talk about it.
1: Mm-hmm. It's a very strange one because for anyone who's not familiar with it, for the the majority, the, the majority of the part anyway, for what Catfish focuses on is there's the romantic element or the sort of friendship element where people are cultivating either an identity or a life or an existence or even a vicarious existence, um, which is a very complex and and sort of nuanced thing. I mean, what what sort of experiences have you had so far with people that you've spoken to has it been with the people who are on the receiving end or has anybody got in touch to say look i've been living this life i've created this sort of spider's web and illusion and it's now starting to crumble and i want to address it i mean which one has it been or which has been more common
0: we have had applications from both um in america from from what we from what we've you know, our conversations with the team that cast this in America, the majority of the applications they get are from the catfishes themselves, um, who, who want to, like you say, you know, they've been doing it for a while. Maybe it's starting to crumble around them or they, or they see it and see it as a, as a way to kind of, to get out of the situation. So they contact the show. Mm -hmm. Whereas here I would say the majority have been from people who are experiencing being catfished by someone, um, and that, mm-hmm. but, that's, but, but really we'll welcome applications from either side because, you know, at the end of the day, you just want to stop it and get to the bottom of it. It doesn't matter who contacts you first. Because um, ultimately if somebody mm. who's being catfished contacts us, the show's only going to work if somewhere down the line the actual catfish agrees to be involved. Um, and that's obviously difficult mm-hmm. with any show like this is, is that both sides have to ultimately want to, you know, I don't want to say get help, but be helped mm-hmm. and, you know, be on the show. How do you how do you track people down? Because if let's say someone comes
1: to you and they're like, you know, I'm being catfished. This is happening. Do you have like a set of tactics? Is that something that you have to keep close to your chest so you don't sort of give the game away? Um, do
0: you know what? It's it's something we haven't started yet, um, and it's something we we, we mm-hmm. are working on. Um, there's gonna be there's gonna be a bit of work from from us from the team. I think we might be sourcing you know help as well from elsewhere from people who are experts. Um, you know at, mm-hmm. at tracking people down um but also there's so many things that people don't realize you can do you know reverse image searches and that kind of thing um yeah. and that must you know for for you that must have been something did you try that with your you know people stealing your images
1: yeah so i mean we may not have to kind of watch how much i give away as well um but i suppose it is a wee bit of a, an opportunity for some like catharsis a wee bit of therapy to talk about it i mean Overall, like, now and again, when it happens, I will tweet and say, this isn't me, or I'll tweet, like, a screenshot of it, because it's using, most times it's using my name, and there's been people speaking to it and thinking that it's me, so I'm like, I have to say something to just put it out there and say, by the way, that's not me, I have to sort of acknowledge that I know about it. So now and again, I'll get some, what I would just call, a, like, a wee boy, like, a wee guy saying, cool, mate, we don't fucking care, like, but boring, like, you and it's like, right, like, okay, I'll kind of laugh at that a yeah. wee bit. But the point is, why why should I like, not say anything? Why shouldn't yeah. I say something like I should be allowed to address it? And that's not me saying, oh, look at me. I've got some psychopath lunatic pretending to be me and talking to people. But what I've done, funnily enough, people have gotten in touch. For, like, there was one from Dublin and there was a couple in America. And they would send me an Instagram message request. And every time when I say, how did you even find me? And they would always say, well, I became suspicious because the person exhibited all the telltale behaviors, won't talk on the phone, wouldn't give a phone number, would only use Snapchat or gave weird cagey excuses for stuff. So they would do the reverse image search. And I think everybody learned that from Catfish. Mm -hmm. Because that's where I saw that and was like, "Oh, that that is genius." So for anybody wondering what reverse Google image search is, you take that, you literally just Google that, and programs will come up where you can do it through Google, and you upload the photo, and then Google gives you the results of where it's most commonly found, like that photo. So that's a kind of easy way. But the, I suppose I will just share this one because this is quite an interesting one. So there was somebody who was doing it to me, and it was getting really bad because he kept using pictures of like kids and my family which was really pushing my buttons like I was starting to get really angry um I remember I phoned 101 the sort of non-emergency police mm. number and I was saying can I get something? like I was saying is there any advice I can get here and I just spoke to a call center worker and she's I would describe this girl was just a wee naff, just a wee horrible awesome wee yeah thing. and she it's a, Glas- a Glaswegian word and I would I don't know if it's Glaswegian or if it's Scottish I would call it just a wee can you see the face that I'm making yeah. just like a wee I don't know just unpleasant and and she was vile and she was basically saying "When and we'll come on to this because I'm making this point to sort of lead on to a wider point she said oh, it's your fault you put on the internet. if somebody pretends to be you that's your fault so I was like how the fuck does that work out that it's my fault that somebody's trying to you know pretend to be me in some way so i think the law has to really catch up so at that point i realized like i need to do something myself to catch this person so this guy and i've got i've i want he might be listening i've got his name his phone number his address um i had to do all the police work for them but basically what he was doing was contacting and this might highlight the seriousness or the stress or anxiety that i feel um, when people do this, this guy was contacting girls that were fourteen, fifteen, and older, and he was conning them into sending naked photos of themselves oh under the pretense that he's they're talking to me. Um, can imagine the stress! Honestly, that was making me ill for, for ages. Um, what he did was he was talking to people in Snapchat, and he thought he was really clever. Because he would say, No, I'm only using Snapchat. Um, I don't use I don't give my phone number out to strangers. Aye, yeah. okay. Um, so I got the Snapchat and I just made just a, a page and just gained his trust over the course of about a week. And then he, this guy's thick. And I got him to send me his phone number. And I just phoned the police and was like, by the way, I had to explain to them. So they weren't interested because they were saying, well, they were they were really incompetent and really incapable, and that's that's me being polite about them. And they were saying, "But there's no law being broken." And I was saying, "If somebody, you know, was masquerading as me and called, um, uh, you know, a bank like my bank or the, like my workplace and defrauded them in some way through digital communication." then that would be, you know, classed as a crime. So if somebody's coercing or or sort of tricking children into sending them naked photographs yeah. by pretending to be someone else, a law has most definitely been broken. You might have to be imaginative in order to to get that to apply, but there's definitely a law been broken. And I said, I know who it is. Here's his name. Gave them all the details. They went away. They took the number and uh, they were able to, they were going to obtain phone records to find out who it belonged to, but they didn't have to because it turned out that this guy had already given the police his phone number because he was reporting a crime for some other unrelated wow. thing. So they went and spoke to him, went to his door. But again, they, I remember they said, well, we're going to just leave it. We've, we've, we've frightened him and we've, we've told him we better stop it. But the thing is, you know, if we had to stand in the court and, and try and explain it to a sheriff, he, he wouldn't know what Snapchat was. And I was like, well, Maybe that's your job, yeah. Tweedledum and Tweedledee, to explain what Snapchat is, and the law. I mean, the law has to catch up. Um, I would say, but yeah, that that was how I caught that guy. So probably just giving away that trick. Yeah. Um, the, the the rest have all, for the most part, I'm not saying harmless because they're dangerous, but compared to that guy who, um, I suppose, because the further like ramifications of that could be. What if I'm on a night out and somebody goes here? There's that guy that was messaging your yeah. daughter. That's that guy. I, I recognize him. Now, imagine in Glasgow on a Saturday night when everybody's drunk, me trying to explain, I've no idea what you're talking about. And those are the, the stresses that come with it. It's not just somebody using Tinder, pretending to 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 be you. It, it just it casts up all sorts of horrible, horrible feelings. Um and somebody also having your, your pictures stored on their phone is really, really unnerving. I know that's the sort of, that's the risk that you take if you use social media. But I, I mean, I don't think, I don't think I should be sort of subject to that. Sorry, well, I've just totally gone off. You don't one...
0: expect it either, do you? It's, it's one of those things where we, we, you know, everyone's got a social media presence and, and you, you almost think, yeah. well, there's how many people are there on this earth? It's probably not going to happen to me. Um, but 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 and, and I'm sure there's plenty of people who are listening to this who who it's happening to right now who probably don't know about it and I don't want to freak anyone out. Um, but there will be and you know if you hadn't done done a search or got wind of it or someone had messaged you, you, you might to this day not know that's even happening. Um, and that's the crazy thing that someone can be doing that. Um, I spoke to a girl as part of the I also won't say her name or anything, but as part of our casting process, who's having a very similar experience. To you where somebody was stealing is stealing her images um and this person who's stealing her images she's got a very successful instagram account she's an influencer you know that's her full-time job she makes that's how she makes her money and um, so as you can imagine you know her instagram looks great and her account looks good and she spent a lot mm-hmm. of time working on that um to be able to build it up and someone else has come along um stolen their pictures and managed to build up another instagram account of ten thousand followers so it's not like you know she's created this account and got a couple of hundred followers and is and is you know one one or two people are being fooled. She managed to get ten thousand people to follow this fake account. Um, so uh, it's just on such a large scale, and then she's messaging people from that account and you know get luring them in and making them fall in love with her. And mm. it's just it's terrible.
1: I know a girl um, Amber Phillips, and she's from down south, and she's got a very big Instagram following. And I saw that she shared something recently where she was notified. So somebody was taking her pictures, Mm. but was then Photoshopping her face and hair color to just look a bit different. So essentially it looks like a different person. And it's like, now we're really going down the rabbit hole because to take the photos and use them is one thing, but to take it and to like professionally doctor it because she shared, she shared both of them side by side and looking at it, you can go, Oh my God, that is, exactly the same image but if you'd showed me the face of the the doctored one i would have never have thought that was who it mm. was The the levels are, that people are going to are absolutely crazy i mean what from the stories that you've heard and the people that you've spoken to what have what has been people's end game because that that one there was trying to obtain money so that kind of puts paid a wee bit to my theory that it's all for for some sort of emotional gain or like emotional comfort.
0: Yeah. I mean, but the thing is sometimes it's more than one gain, I suppose, with some people and there is, they, they, they do get money, but they are probably enjoying the fact that there's, there's messages because there's a lot of effort to go to, to, to get a hundred quid maybe for a cab cab fare or a train ticket or whatever you're saying it's for. Um, There's a lot of messages, you know, we speak to people who are saying, well, I've been messaging this person all day, every day for four years. And you're thinking, that's a lot of time been taken to send those messages. Um, so there's got to be, there, there is emotional investment. I, I think it's important to say as well, and I'm sure I think you'll agree, Like that there's, sometimes there's mental health issues on both sides. So, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it, we look at these people sometimes say, oh, well, if you're catfishing, you're, you're wrong and you're the person in the wrong and you're the bad guy. But a lot of these people are also, you know, struggling with their own mental. And it's, it's really hard, I think, to sort of step out of that, to, to think mm-hmm. of them as that, because you do think of them as doing this bad thing. A lot of them are struggling, absolutely.
1: Yeah, I do totally agree because it is very hard because there becomes like I wouldn't call myself a person who like craves vengeance or like justice or anything, but sometimes you're a bit like, oh, like that's so annoying. But there is a way when if you because you can detach yourself if you kind of try and right remove yourself from the emotion and look at it logically and think, why would someone do this? And I would say, someone who um, and i'm not saying this in a in a hurtful way, but somebody whose brain was functioning the way it should i don't think they would they would do that or if their lives were going the way that they should um and they might see it as like a sort of victimless crime in a way it sometimes is depending on how they sort of execute mm. it but it's there is the there is the ramifications are quite far reaching when you're kind of on the receiving end of it because it just it just unnerves you, but I think there are. And I think the people, I think it's very obvious quite often when they're like, if I was chatting to somebody or if I struck up a relationship with someone online, if it didn't very quickly transcend into the real world, I would just switch off. And I sometimes then wonder why don't people switch off after three or four years? Has has it become a comfort blanket for them? as well i mean what what do you think that says about society these days because you know we've never been more connected to people you know like you and i you're down south i'm sitting in my room dying with covid yet we are talking to each other on a screen i could facetime somebody in australia i'm like right cool sean we all know how iphones work yet we've never been more disconnected yeah what 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 are your thoughts on that
0: yeah it's 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 really interesting and, and And I suppose it, it, it's it's kind of like anything in life, isn't it? If it's something that that you don't do or doesn't fit with the way you think, it's quite, kind of hard to wrap your head around it. And and there's mm-hmm. plenty of people, you know, I I have spoken to as part of this process. Um, and I think, oh well, hang on, come on, hang on a minute. Like this has been X amount of years, and you haven't yet, you haven't had yeah. a picture yet, you haven't had a phone call yet. And like you say, you know, I, I personally, I would probably think similar to you. I would. And a lot of people listening will think the same. Is they would think uh, you don't want to send me a picture? You don't want to do a FaceTime? Okay, goodbye. Move on. Next. Yeah. But aye. for some people, you know, if 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 their life maybe isn't as happy as that, and and they haven't got other things going on, and this is their only outlet, mm-hmm. then it's probably easy to it's easy to cling on. Um. And some people are just trusting. And and it's it, again, the, the these people that are doing the catfishing aren't always, um. You know, somebody, it's not always a sort of 17 year old kid sitting in their mum's basement. Sometimes it can be a CEO of a, a massive company who is a very intelligent person. So they're, and, and that is, a, that has happened. That is, a, that is a, there is a big, some stories about that. Big CEOs who are married with kids wow. with loads of money who are catfishing women and not getting money out of them. They're just catfishing women because maybe they're a narcissist or, Maybe they've got other things mm-hmm. going on. So it can often be really intelligent people who know how to manipulate someone's mind. It's it's massive, isn't it? Sean? it's like it's such a web, like to try and unpick. It is
1: absolutely insane. I mean, I'm thinking about people who who don't call it out when I think they deep down they really do know. I think it maybe becomes in a comfort blanket of you know, like I was saying, we've never been less connected because in this, I think people now conflate. Um, talking to people and your phone always buzzing as being social, but unless you are physically face to face with somebody or even talking on the phone that, I mean, you, you'll only get the same sort of, I don't know, dopamine hit or, 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 you know, comfort or, or feeling of sort of love and happiness Um, and, and doing it online just doesn't, it doesn't translate the exact same. And I think we've gone so far that people are now deeply craving connection and deeply craving um, to have something more meaningful with somebody. But maybe are now at the point where they're just far too nervous because, like I always say, I don't mean to bash them, but the younger generation, I always talk about how I don't fear them because they they can't look people in the eye. For the most part, you know, they're lacking a lot of social skills because everything's done, you know, via a screen uh, in terms of people expressing themselves like sort of younger people. Uh, and it's sort of a casualty of the way that the, the world has gone so I wonder if those two things then meet and then it's okay well the, the happy medium or the balance that some people are striking is saying right okay well I have this connection with this person I have never met them we've never spoken but I still get something from it uh, and I don't doubt that there are meaningful connections in in some ways as well you know with, with people getting to know each other and always chatting and getting to sort of know more about each other mm-hmm. it's so fascinating yeah. in terms of of the show coming out so I take it it's still in the production process with a view to coming out 2021
0: yeah so um I don't have a date yet for when it's going to be aired I think that's still something that's going to be released by MTV along with the presenters um that hasn't that hasn't mm-hmm. all been released by MTV yet but it's it will be soon um but yeah we're in production at the moment we're, we're, we're casting we're going to be casting all the way up until the end of the year um so you know so if if someone is listening and they're not quite sure you've got a bit of time think about it you know try and work out if if you do want to get in touch with us and also we say to people like if you do get in touch um there's no commit there's not commitment there at first you're just talking to us and telling us the story and then every there's a lot of hurdles to go through to get on a tv show so there's always a chance that you can say, actually, do you know what? This isn't for me. Um, but yeah, we're in product. We're, we're going to be fil- hopefully we're going to be starting filming in, in November with our first couple of couple of people we've got involved. which Should be great. Wow.
1: Well, uh, I take it you're not able to say who who is that's presenting until it's announced. Do you know what? I don't know.
0: I haven't. I haven't been told. I know that you know. I know that they're, they're working on it, but I, I don't know who it is. I really yeah. don't.
1: If someone wants to get in touch, go and have a look in the episode notes where you'll find the relevant links. But also, if you want to share that, just now the best sort of channels for people to go through to to make that happen. Yeah, that would
0: be great. Thanks. Um, the the I mean, the easiest thing for anyone to do really is just just Google it. Google Catfish UK casting. You'll find that we've got a social media account. We're everywhere. We're on TikTok. We're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. Um, so anywhere that you like to use for your social media, go and find us on there. But sometimes it's easy just to drop a text. You can send us a text. Um, the number's 0774-300-1261. And sometimes, you know, it's that's the easiest thing to do, isn't it? Send like, a bit like what we were saying about how nobody likes to face-to-face. Send us a WhatsApp. Send us
1: a <laughs> I know. Um, it's like that's another thing that people do, which drives me absolutely mental. Like, I'll phone one of my pals. And it'll ring out, and it'll ring out. And within three seconds, I'll get a text saying, did you phone? Or like, what do you want? I'm like, answer your phone and you'll find out, you weirdo.
0: Yeah.
1: And so, and no one listens crazy. to
0: voicemails anymore. I, I don't know, maybe I sound really old there, but no one leaves voicemails or listens to them.
1: So, no, I, I've stopped leaving them they don't <laughs> I've stopped leaving them what if someone doesn't answer then what I'll do is go straight to whatsapp and leave them a voice note of of of, of a voicemail because then they can just get it whenever yeah. they want
0: voicemails are gone they're not a thing anymore
1: <laughs> people are strange um have you I kind of do want to quick touch on on other things that you've worked on by the way okay. um just from looking over shows Geordie
0: Shaw? yeah yeah Geordie Shaw did that. how was that experience like what was your role on there um, so I, I've done a couple of series of Geordie Shaw. Um, I did the casting on that one year. Um, that was two or three years ago. And then the last time I worked on it, I fancied a bit of a change. So I did what's called forward planning. Um, and that's where you're, right. you're in charge, all the fun activities you see them doing. Um, you're in charge of coming up with ideas for that work, but, but it's so difficult now because that's on series 21. So coming up with a fun mm. idea in, in, in Newcastle that hasn't been done already is quite difficult.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't. I've not always been a major fan, but I watched a few series. I watched it when they were in Mexico, and I watched one where they went round the European cities. I suppose the European cities in Mexico are examples of having to think outside the box, like yeah. taking them elsewhere. Yeah. How, what? How long is that? Literally, just like a four-week filming period where they just come into that house and and just go a bit mental.
0: Yeah, five. It's, it's filmed normally about five weeks. Um, in the house mm-hmm. so it's a big it's a real schedule for for the guys that do it I think a lot of people probably watch that show and think oh god what a great life they have going out every night and what, what yeah. a lovely job but do you know what they work really hard for it the guys on that show um, the cast yeah, they 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 put in you know because you don't sometimes you don't want to go out but they will yeah. and it's tough it's a tough filming schedule but you know that they have a great time
1: <laughs> yeah I know my, my heart bleeds for them such a shame but no yeah. I, I definitely know what you mean like after a night out i'm like oh that's me i'm never like i'm done for until next year anyway obviously that never transpires yeah. but so i can't imagine i can't imagine feeling that way then having to pick yourself up and like sort of turn it on for the cameras i bet you don't want at um, the moment
0: though, with this covid
1: <laughs> no nah, i don't mate i feel like i never want to go out again although i feel so i feel so much better um just giving a mention about why my voice sounds the way it does like nasally and mon- monotonous But <coughs> excuse me. I- Right on cue, start coughing. Um, but I was, I, I do want to point out that that is why I sound the way that I sound for anybody listening. Uh, I, I apologize. I've lost my taste and my smell. Oh no, and it is honestly the weirdest, weirdest thing. I was eating garlic bread because, first, right brushing my teeth, I was like, this toothpaste is off, it tastes really weird, and then. <laughs> It, but I never really thought anything, uh, and I haven't lost my appetite. That was one thing that I was told might happen, but I've eaten loads. Like I've definitely put on weight in the last week. Um, but I, I bit into garlic bread, and was like, it fucking just tastes like bread, and not even not even good bread. <laughs> like yeah. just no taste at whatsoever." Then I have eaten bolognese, and then I realised I was like, "Oh," and it's the weirdest weirdest thing all you can feel is texture and temperature yeah but no taste oh it's absolutely bizarre although i heard that citrus is the first thing to come back like the thing that you can taste and i had a look lucas aid sport last night i could taste like maybe a hint of orange so i'm hoping that that it's it's on the way back do you know i would you've just made me kind of realize that. i suppose quite a hard one to execute but celebrities must have the whole catfish thing done quite a lot to people i know you would you would assume that anybody would look and go that that's gaz for Geordie Shore. that's not ryan a plumber from manchester has 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 that ever crossed your like your mind for for something to do or or with any potential because that's something i would love to see
0: yeah do you know what you can imagine it can't you i I think when we get to when we get when we get like America and we get to series eight of Catfish in the UK, then I can imagine mm-hmm. there'll be a, there'll be some celebrity celebrity versions and trying to get you know to the bottom of what's going on with some of those. But it must happen a lot because they've got they've got more images out there than anyone, haven't they, celebrities? So I can, yeah. I can imagine it really does happen. Well, I say that, but then you know some people on Instagram, there's so many images. And do you know what these do? You, we find that these cat these catfishers they do is they don't only target your Instagram. They'll go on your TikTok, they'll go on your Snapchat, they'll get as many little bits they can as possible um, and then they'll piece all those together to then create the catfish profile.
1: Yeah, they can be quite clever. One that I had recently, um, I had, so a, a girl uh, got in touch with me and was like, I don't think this is you, is it? My friend is chatting to us. I said, no, it's not me. And this guy was saying to people, like telling them to go and listen to episodes of this podcast and saying, like, here's an episode I worked on, and there was one, oh, bet my favourite one. Sorry, I've just reminded myself. So I get, <laughs> that guy um, who said, was telling people to go and listen to, to episodes, was it him? No, it wasn't. There was a, somebody in Whitley Bay near Newcastle, and he put up a picture, and it's captioned, me and my mum, and it was a picture of me and Scotland's First Minister, Nicola Sturgeon. Oh, and I was wow. like, that's this guy surely must... Ha- like, surely you've saw one of the debates like in the run-up to the general election. Like, it's not my mum, mate. She's the fucking leader of the country. And somebody else said... Me, she might be offended by this. Me and my mum. And it was me and Edith Bowman. And it was like, have you never turned on a TV? Like, she, have you never watched the TV in the yeah. park coverage? Like, that's... Or Glastonbury. That's Edith Bowman. It's not my mum. I
0: thought you were going to say something awful like, and it was me and my sister. And my sister... And my sister... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: no 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 siblings thankfully um but i absolutely mental and to, just as we kind of round up i saw a couple of other things i wanted to touch on do you need to liaise with the police at all like when you're you're working on the show
0: it's not something i think we'll be a case-by-case basis if there's anything i mean that's that's actually Do you know what welfare is such a good thing actually that i should have mentioned that the wealth yeah. on the show is going to be amazing i mean if anyone's got any concerns about that you shouldn't because you know we're going to look after people from start to finish um and because because you know we're dealing with people that they've invested in this whether they're the catfish or the person that's you know being catfished they've really invested in this emotionally so we're going to be you know no stone's going to be left unturned um they you know people have to have a conversation with a psychologist before they go on the show um Mm -hmm. and you know that's that's sort of standard for most tv shows but with this it's definitely going to be really stringent um, and if the police needed to be involved, that would be something we would look at definitely. You know, it, mm-hmm. but as I say, it's probably a case by case thing.
1: Yeah. Do you think those stringent measures in television now, in terms of um, speaking to a psychologist and leaving no stone unturned, has that pretty much been in the wake of the the whole Love Island saga of suicides and and people you know reporting mental health downturns, or is that just? society has made the tv industry evolve in general like what's your thoughts
0: to be honest i think it's a bit of both i think um you know psychologists were doing checks for people before they went on shows before any of the, mm. the awful things that happened with love island
1: i mean where were they particularly stringent though because there are people who, have, who seem to have gone on and they, i know it's like you can't ask them to catch everything and I apologize for interrupting her, but I just wanted to kind of touch on this. I feel like it was very much a, do you feel
0: OK? Yes. Right. <laughs> on you go. I think probably for me, and, and this is a personal opinion, um, I would say that you can do a, a a psychologist chat with someone before they go on the show. But when they leave that show, they're a totally different person. Because you can't, yeah. you know, and I think this would go for anyone. I think if you were, were, were you know, to use your example earlier, if, if if you were a plumber and you got picked to go out at Love Island and then you came out and you look at your Instagram, you go, oh my God, I had I had 2,000 followers for and now I've got 1.2 million. That's going to change, yeah. that is going to change any person. So I think probably mm-hmm. the thing that's, that maybe has come from what's happened with Love Island is the aftercare. I think there was always mm-hmm. care before people went onto these shows, but what's been realised more and more is actually the care that's needed after, because their lives get totally changed.
1: Mm-hmm. Have you had totally. any? Have you had any like sort of personal dealing with that? You know, working on shows because you have worked on a whole litany of shows. None, probably, that would bring as much fame as the George Shore one. Would you agree with that, or are there other ones that have brought even more exposure?
0: No, I think probably you know. The, the shows I've worked on have always, and, I, and when I've worked on things, I worked on Made in Chelsea as well, and with Geordie Shaw, But I've always worked on series sort of later down the line. So when these kind of you know, people have already got an established profile, um, and, and and with show, with those kind of reality shows, you're it's series after series. So you're sort of it's less. I think with Love Island, it's, it is such a boom, and also it's the sad thing about that can be that it's a tu- the turnaround of it because the next series comes out next year. And then you've got a whole new batch of people. So what's gonna happen with the old batch? And I think that's probably where they, they've maybe sort of fallen through the cracks a little bit.
1: Did you see that thing on BBC? I think it was written by Reggie Yates, but I might be making that up. And it was about the Love Island people when they come out.
0: I didn't know. Do you no. know what well,
1: I'm talking about? No. Oh she now that I've mentioned it, I will try I will find the the name of it. But basically it was like following somebody who's just come out, so he's like the biggest thing everybody's loving him his social media is always going off and it's always lovely comments then time starts to creep on and he's getting sort of abusive comments he's not getting as much work then the new the new series starts so he's kind of old news and it just sort of gives you a very detailed and personal look at the journey you know from before going on the show kind of all the way through to the end and then the guy has what is, I know it's fictional, but fortunately an unsuccessful suicide attempt. Mm. Um, And it was a real eye-opener. And I remember watching it, and that type of show just to me seems like hell on earth, to be honest, Um, because it just seems like the worst thing ever. But after watching it, I remember saying, there's no amount of money you could pay me to go on something like that, because although that was a very dramatised and, um, I'm sure, a very hyped-up version of what could possibly happen, it all seemed very much like, you know, things that you wouldn't consider or the, the feelings of of losing self worth. Like the guy wasn't able to get he tried to get his old job back and he was told no. Um like, you know, you're too famous to work here, but then he's not getting any of these PAs and all that kind of thing. Um and they sort of highlighted in that show, God, I will I'll, I'll get the name for you. They yeah, sort yeah. of highlighted um yeah, like the the lack of aftercare and and preparation because you know they're sold the dream come in you'll have millions of followers as if like you know that's the only thing you should aspire to to have a big social media presence and you know get offered i don't know free clothes in order for instagram posts it's not it becomes quite a hollow existence doesn't
0: it yeah i think and and you know what it, it, it's it's not for everyone uh that absolutely and i think we have something mm. in telly which is called in, in in all tv shows we have something called the talk of doom and it's something that every every TV show, whether it be you know I've worked on quiz shows or the big reality shows, you, you have to sit down with people before they sign up to something and say, look, worst case scenario, this is what could happen. You know, you could mm-hmm. get you could get bad comments on social media. You could you you know you, you you might lose your job. All these things could happen to you. But this is also what we're offering mm-hmm. on this show. What do you want to do? And really for them, it's then to talk to their family and, and to think about what they want and how they think they can deal with those kinds of things but that's you know social media is just that's more of a societal thing now isn't it i mean you look at some fo- football i'm a big football fan you look at footballers and that kind of thing and they build them up and then all of a sudden you go on 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 instagram where you go on twitter and they're getting absolutely hammered it's just it's crazy crazy i
1: know and i think what this T- would Twitter represent something like 1% of the population as well? But it's very easy to get it twisted and think that's just what everybody thinks. And it often it is people just trying to be reactionary or people trying to be sens- sensationalist or inflammatory in order to get some sort of response. And you can look at it from a distance when it's not you, and you can say, well, these people are doing this because their lives are very meaningless and empty and they want to feel something, or they want to be seen. People want to be seen, and they want to be heard, and they want to be recognized or remembered. And a very easy way to do that is to try and push somebody's buttons or try and go further and further. And if you were to really actually follow the IP address you get there, it'll be some wee guy who's not happy with his lot, or some wee girl who's just not happy with her lot. And But the irony is, for some someone who's usually so forgettable and so insignificant it has an impact that will last on people for for years and years and years i mean do you have a way of dealing with that way with people that are on shows um you know to prepare them for for that abuse because i would say that's probably the worst thing like i remember even like trivial daft wee things people have said to me like two years ago sometimes it still bothers me so i can't even imagine how it feels to have millions of people absolutely hammering you
0: yeah well we're all, we're all human at the end of the day aren't we so it doesn't really matter yeah. you know if you've got a massive following or if you're, you're just walking down the street and someone shouts something at you it, <laughs> yeah. it can affect you it really can um but yeah to be honest it, it's all it's all tied in with with the psychologist and 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 then mm-hmm. chatting. And again it's 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 a boring answer but it is it's kind of a case-by-case case thing every everyone's different everyone has different levels of what affects them some people can brush things off some people can't um but yeah and every show is different like the, the exposure you get on some shows you know the exposure you say you might get from being on catfish is, is going to be totally different to what's going to happen if you come out of love island mm-hmm. um, and obviously on, with catfish we want w- the outcome hopefully is and something i should have said actually is we want some happy endings do you know what i mean yeah, so yeah. we we'd, we'd like some someone to find to actually find that they have been speaking to this person because that would be fantastic as well doesn't happen yeah. much in america but hopefully we get something like that over here. Because I suppose a lot of people are going to go into it. There's no point in going into it if you know you're talking to a catfish. You're going to mm-hmm. be going into it hoping that this is going to be the, the real person. And we would like to find one or two of those. Do you think we yeah. will?
1: I, yeah, I would, I would hope so. I would hope so. I'm definitely <laughs> going to be watching it. Like, Mike and I, funnily enough, is the biggest catfish fan, like, either you know what, whatever it is she'll always watch it always goes on about it and uh it is i, I do find it quite exciting because you're like i love the process of watching how they're tracking them down and how they're getting them and then trying to convince them and like the american one like neve and his brother are always dead nice and understanding aren't they um which i think if people think they're going to be understood they're going to be far more likely to to sort of open up or to agree to come on it no I'm I'm definitely looking forward to it so I'll be I'll be following it um following the process of it as it's as it's going but I wish you all the best of luck getting everything done um yeah is there anything just just as we do finish that I haven't touched on or anything you think is is worth um mentioning
0: no do you know what I think we've 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 spoken about a lot of things and we've we've pretty much covered it all I think with with COVID going on at the moment and people in lockdown, I think this could, this show couldn't really come to UK at a better time. Um, mm. There's a lot of people who will never experience anything like catfishing, and now they've been locked in their house for a few months. That's that's maybe come into their lives. Um, yeah. Anybody like that, whether you've been speaking to someone for someone, I you're not going to believe this. Somebody I spoke to the other day about the show had been speaking to someone online for 17 years. Um. So yeah. So whether it's been 17 years or you know 17 weeks still getting to us, we can help wow
1: you heard the man uh, as I say the links uh, will be in the episode notes below I will also attach the number so you can just send a text uh, if you don't want to be talking to anybody and we'd encourage you to get in touch so that we can basically so I can have some some good entertainment on TV <laughs> we, we can't have enough of that well thanks again mate for, for taking the time out to come and have a chat no problem thanks so much Sean legend
0: Leathered was written, recorded
1: and produced by Sean McDonald in association with The Big Light. Music and post-production by Brian McAlpine and for more information go to thebiglight.com. If you like this
0: podcast please check out all our other series including Talk Media, Talking Dairy Girls, Brave Your Day, The Tartan Noir Show, Double Scotch, Great Scott,
1: Trust Me I'm a Leader, Unearthed, A Sonic Hug and Old School. All on The Big Light, Scotland's podcast network.
0: From the Big Light Studio...